internet church service. I'm so happy that you're here. And while you're here today hearing the Word of God taught, I believe that the Holy Spirit will speak the things to you that you need so that God will bring victory and an overcoming experience into your life. Praise the Lord. And I believe today's message carries the anointing. Now, let's go today to the book of Leviticus chapter 27. And I want to share just two verses concerning the tithe and the offering. And then we're going to jump into today's message, which even relates to one of the verses that we're going to see here. Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Now the word tithe simply means 10%. And 10% belongs to the Lord. Verse 32, and concerning the tithe of the herd or the flock of whatever passes under the rod, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. Now today we're going to talk about the day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, which is the day that the sheep pass beneath the shepherd's rod. We're going to talk about going underneath the rod, okay, for divine inspection. Well, here we see that out of the sheep that pass underneath the rod, that the Lord says, out of one out of ten belongs to me. And so the tithe really does belong to the Lord. When you get your paycheck, a tithe of that belongs to the Lord. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to keep it. Well, if you keep it, you are disconnecting from the faith walk with God because we we serve God and we walk with God through the aspect of faith taking God at his word trusting God believing him even on our money here in America it actually says in God we trust well an expression of that trust is to honor the Lord and keep his word and give God what rightfully belongs to him which is a tithe and when you do that when you give God 10% You engage God on the platform of a financial covenant, and God obligates Himself by the legality of His Word to now come into the arena of your finances and see to it that you are blessed. Praise God. And God will work with you, and God will help you get your finances in divine, biblical order, and He'll help you to overcome. Praise God. But it begins by honoring Him with the tithe. And remember, the tithe belongs to Him. So let's make sure that we worship the Lord and honor the Lord and do it in faith and bring what rightfully belongs to Him to Him. Praise the Lord. That is what we're going to jump into today about passing underneath the rod. But even in that one verse, you still see that the tithe belongs to the Lord. Praise God. Now, as we honor the Lord today with our tithes and offerings, if if you prefer to mail your tithe and offering in to the storehouse here, you can do so by sending that to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code is 2865. If you prefer to just simply go online and bring the tithe and offering in online by going to the ministry website, you can do that. It's very highly encrypted and secure. The website is stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tides and Offerings, Sow and Reaping. You can go there anytime, day or night, and they come directly into the ministry storehouse. We also have a couple of ministry projects that we are focusing on this time. One would be the fence, and the other would be the ministry aircraft hangar. If you would like to sow 
special seed towards that. Those are available also under the header called projects. Praise God. Thank you so much for your tithes and your giving. The Lord sees it, and the Lord calls you blessed. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, bless your people with that special anointing. Carry them into the gift of giving. Let them always have overflow so that they can be an abundant blessing into the lives of so many people, O oh God, that you will empower them to sow into. Now, Father, we just thank you. We give you all of the praise and the glory. Let your blessing rest upon your people. We thank you for walking in financial covenant with you in Jesus' name. And we all agree and say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Now today, let's talk about connecting prophetically with the Day of Atonement in Hebrew known as Yom Kippur. Okay, let's jump into that today. We're very close to it, actually. Just turn back a few pages to Leviticus chapter 23, and let's go down to verse 27. And let's pray just for a moment. Heavenly Father, as we jump into today's message, we ask that the Holy Spirit would illuminate the Scriptures, Your Holy Word, that we can see it unveiled, and feast upon it, and feed upon Your Holy Word. We thank You, Father God. This is the food that our spirit consumes. We give You all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 27, also the tenth day of this seventh month shall be the Day of Atonement. Now, the Hebrew calendar is actually the biblical calendar. And what could be called the biblical calendar is actually God's calendar. And this is the primary calendar that God works off of. So you may be thinking, well, Pastor Stephen, we're not in the seventh month. Well, if you go by the Gregorian calendar or the secular calendar, or you could call it the civil calendar that we all pretty much use in the natural world, then uh, it's not the seventh month. But on God's calendar, it is right now. Now, there's two calendars. There's the biblical calendar, and then there is the civil civil calendar. And, you know, for most people, we're going to celebrate the beginning of the new year on January the 1st. And to a point, God honors that. I get, I get prophetic words also for the civil calendar. But there is a special blessing that is connected with an open heaven on the biblical calendar. And this is why we need to be very, very aware of this, because God's always going to work off plan A, okay? And plan A, which is His plan, which is the one that has the greatest blessing, this is the one that God highlights, and this is an eternal feast, so this is one of the special days that God has put on the calendar. And from a new covenant perspective, we understand that all of these feasts have been fulfilled in Christ. But when you look at Jesus and you study the biblical feast, the more you study these feasts, the more you'll get a better understanding of who Christ is and what He accomplished for you and I Woo, through, his, through His death his burial, His resurrection, and His ascension to the right hand of God. And we need to talk about this today because this very special day, the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, is coming up. It's going to be on Tuesday. It starts at sundown, okay? So this is Tuesday, October the 8th. It begins at sundown, and it goes for 24 hours, and all of the Jewish people in Israel, they're going to be fasting. And of course, many of the Jewish people that are not only in Israel, but scattered around the world, particularly in America, throughout the various cities of America, most of them, if not all of them, are going to be celebrating and keeping the Day of Atonement 
and they're going to be fasting, spending the whole day in fasting and in prayer. And I want you to connect with your biblical roots, and I want you to see the new covenant blessing that is released upon this day to the believers and to those who have an ear for God. Praise God. Now, it says again, verse 27, also the tenth day of this seventh month. Okay, now that falls on our calendar as being October the 8th, which is Tuesday. We're almost there. Get ready for it. Okay, it starts at sundown and goes for 24 hours. This is the Day of Atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. You shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. Now, this is a day also on Yom Kippur when some like to send in to the ministry the house of God that they're connected with. Sometimes people like to send in a, a day of atonement offering or a Yom Kippur offering. And we have people that do that, that send in something special on that day here to the ministry. If you feel led of the Holy Spirit, you can certainly do that. It would be a blessing, a blessing to the ministry. So here in scripture, we have the commandment of the Lord given for God's people to keep the day of atonement, that that is a very, very special day. And so I want you to understand the prophetic significance of this day, because this is the conclusion of the 10 days of all. We spoke a few days back about Rosh Hashanah, which is the biblical first day of the year, the new day of the year. But although that is technically the beginning, the first day of the new year, you don't really jump into that New Year running until you complete Yom Kippur. In other words, until the Day of Atonement is wrapped up and you finish that tenth day and you have completed the ten days of all, you're not really launched into that new year. And so we need to get past this Day of Atonement and we need to extract from it the blessing that God has implanted into it. And then once we complete that, then you are sprung forth into the new year that God has for you, which on the Hebrew calendar is year 5780. Praise God. Now, you need to get ready for this. This is going to be very, very exciting. You know, there are certain traditions that the Jews have kept not only for hundreds of years, but for thousands of years. And the more that I have studied the core traditions that the rabbis that they keep, and they, they have all of these old uh, manuscripts and writings that are very, very reliable, the more I've studied it and have followed the core traditional teachings, the more I have found out that over and over and over again, they have been proven true. In other words, there are some traditions that maybe if you study the scriptures, you cannot pull it clearly from the scriptures, although we know that the Day of Atonement is listed here in the scriptures very clearly. We're not concerned about that. But there are some other traditions that would be associated with the Day of Atonement that maybe in scripture it doesn't necessarily say this certain tradition happens on the Day of Atonement. But when you look at the Jewish rabbis and their sages and their teachings of what took place on that day, uh, something very special took place on that day. It's called passing under the shepherd's rod. And they say that this event is always linked to the Day of Atonement. Well, I have seen so many of these traditions proven true by archaeology 
and by ancient inscriptions uncovered and by so many things that I, I just don't question it anymore. It's just too rock solid. You know, uh, very interesting what took place on Mount Carmel when the prophet Elijah called down the fire from heaven and the fire fell on the altar that had been prepared by the man of God. Well, you know, Elijah also gave the false prophets an opportunity for them to have an altar and for their, their fire, uh, you know, their thing to be lit on fire as well. And so there's traditions surrounding that. There's traditions that, uh, you know, there was a backup guy that was, uh, you know, hiding to uh, light the fire. He'd already crawled into the fire. He was going to light the false fire just in case, you know, their God couldn't figure out how to do it. But uh, all of these things that passed down as tradition, well, there's a tradition there was a man hiding in there, but he got bit by a snake and he died. Well, that actually turned out to be true. The tradition is true. And they, there have been ancient manuscripts. There was even a coin that was found of the guy hiding in the brush pile, getting bit by the snake. So I've seen enough Jewish traditions that are, that are core traditions. I've seen them proven true by archaeology over and over and over again. And so what I want to share with you from the book of Ezekiel, let's turn there, by the way. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 37, of passing under the shepherd's rod, the Jewish rabbis have always taught that the day this happens on is the Day of Atonement, okay, on Yom Kippur. So what I'm about to read to you and teach you regarding actually takes place, according to the Jewish rabbis, on the day of Yom Kippur. In other words, on Tuesday, October 8th, at sundown, for 24 hours, there is an inspection that takes place amongst God's people. I want you to be aware of it because you're a child of God. I want you to understand what's going to happen. Let's jump into it. Ezekiel chapter 20, here it is, verse 37. I will make you pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. Wow. The Jewish people at this time just scattered, scattered outside of the, the boundaries of the Holy Land of Israel, scattered in the four nations, and uh, going into these nations uh, exiled because of their sin, but at the same time knowing that they have sin issues, plugged into these Gentile four nations, and the Jews are thinking, you know what, uh, not only have we been dispersed uh, from our homeland, and now we find ourselves in these Gentile nations, but, you know, we've got sin issues, that's why we're here, but even our Jewish identity, maybe we should tone it down, because it's not very popular here in Babylon, or Syria, or these foreign countries that we've been thrown to, and so, really, in many ways, there was they, they kept their Jewish identity, but for some of them, they actually lost it. They lost it completely because they're just like, well, wh why try to keep it? Why not just assimilate into these cultures of the Gentile people and learn about their gods and learn about their cultures? And before you know it, you know, many of them that had just completely, you know, gone over into great areas of darkness. But the Lord says, I will make you pass under the rod and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. He's saying, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you back. And he says, I will purge the rebels from among you <laughs> and those who transgress against me I will bring them out of the country where they dwell 
but they shall not enter the land of Israel, then you will know that I am the Lord. So it's really a time of separation. There's those that want to come back. There's those that want to be cleansed. There's those that want to be purged. And the shepherd is ready for the inspection. Okay, now this is the passing underneath the shepherd's rod. The shepherd's rod is different from the staff. The rod is more, uh, it, it would actually look like a policeman's club, just a little bit bigger than the policeman's stick or the policeman's club that they would carry around. And so it's, it's, it's short. It's only maybe about, you know, 18 inches. It's just a little club. But of course, you know, a skilled shepherd could certainly, you know, hit a wolf or something like that in the head with it. But the staff would be different. The staff is about five or six feet long and would have the crook at the end. So we are talking not about the shepherd's staff, but rather about the shepherd's rod. Woo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now you're going to, you're going to get ready within just a couple days to go underneath the shepherd's rod. And no, the Lord's not going to beat you over the head with it. Uh, it's, it, this is a time of inspection. This is not something bad. This is something really, really good. And you, you need to connect with it prophetically. But before we jump into what is going to take place, I do think it's important for how we close out the current year. And I believe that as you're closing out this, this year, going into the fullness of this new biblical year, it's good to close it out with gratitude. It's good to close it out with thanksgiving. It's good to close it out with forgiveness towards others who may have hurt you, have done you wrong. Just close it all out with forgiveness. And if there's something where there's animosity between you and another brother and sister, if there's something that you can make right, you need to go endeavor to make it right, whether it's a phone call or a personal visit or something like that. In other words, as you're closing the old out, you want to step into the new the right way, not with, you know, some kind of hatred or, you know, just uh, strife or bad feelings. You don't want to do that. You want to go into the new with the new attitude, with a new heart, with a thankful heart. Praise God, because this is important. All right, now, Having done that, it's time to get ready to go beneath the shepherd's rod. Tuesday, October the 8th at sundown, this is a special opportunity, a 24-hour window of grace that is released to God's people. I will make you pass under the rod. So the sheep go under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, what takes place is that a sheep inspection is done by the shepherd. And this is a time because it's also associated with day of atonement. This is a time to really get ready for this. Okay. Because the Lord's going to do an inspection and you want to go into it. Not prideful, not arrogant, not thinking I've got it all together. I, you know, I, I could stand before the Lord at any time and I'm, I'm just a hundred percent perfect. I'm ready. Well, nobody's perfect. We want to be covered with the blood of Jesus, and we want to go into this knowing that we all have things that we can improve on, that there's always areas that we could do better or raise higher. So we want to go into it with humility. And that's also why the Jews are going to be fasting all over the world. They're going to fast the entire day. And if you're able to do that, and medically you're able to do that, I would encourage you also to fast, because Fasting has always been associated with the humbling of the soul. 
as it says in Isaiah 58, like the bowing down of the bulrush, those, those plants that grow next to the river, they, they bend over. That's what fasting does. It's a humbling of the soul. But this is something that we're looking at from the perspective of just 24 hours. Okay? So a humbling of 24 hours. And this is a time to go in humble. Praise the Lord. Because when the sheep would come into the pen for the inspection, they're going to pass beneath the rod of the shepherd one by one. But the entryway into the sheepfold is very, very small. This is not group entry. This is not like, you know, 20 or 100 sheep are all just going to rush in all at the same time. No, it's designed by the shepherd where only one sheep can pass at a time. So it's a very, very narrow pathway. And oftentimes there would even be something over the top of it. So it's very small. So you have to humble yourself, come in very slowly, kneel down, humble yourself, come in very, very slowly. This is the entrance way into the sheepfold. So I would just suggests that over the period of 24 hours of Yom Kippur, do the best you can to have a state of humility. Come before the Lord, say, Lord, there's things I don't know that I need to know. Lord, I'm going to humble myself. Lord, I'm going to fast. Lord, I would like for you to change things in my life. Lord, you are the inspector of the sheep. You are the great shepherd. Lord, I'm sure you're going to see some things. I thank you that I'm under the blood. But Lord, there's things that can be made better in my life. Lord, there's things that can be improved. So Lord, I am humbling myself, and I'm looking for this inspection. And I'm saying, Lord, have your way. Share things with me that I need to know, because there's a lot that I don't know. Woo, praise the Lord. And the Lord's going to share some amazing things with you. But be humble. To be humble also denotes that you're teachable. And the Lord would like to teach you. The Lord would like to instruct you. But that does require humility. I will make you pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. Now, passing underneath the rod would take place as the shepherd counts while the sheep come in. He would, he would touch them with the rod. One and he, there's going to be an inspection too, but also the number one reason for passing beneath the rod is because they're counted. And if the shepherd counts all the sheep as they come in, one at a time, one, two, three, four, five, touching each one as they come in. If he's counting them, he's going to know at the end of the count if there's any missing. And he's very concerned about that. He wants his people to be walking close to him. He doesn't want any lost sheep. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So there is the count. And may you show up on that day. Say, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I know you're counting. The Lord just wants you to know that I'm here. Praise God. I'm not, I'm not offended. Lord, I'm not backslidden. Lord, I haven't taken your word and, and thrown it away. Lord, I'm here. You know, when we were getting ready to leave England a few months ago, we went out to a dinner, my wife and I, along with the the precious man of God that hosted us and a few other associate members. We went out to a nice dinner. After the dinner was over, uh, Kelly struck up a conversation with a man in the parking lot. The man had a very beautiful dog, and the dog had a collar around his neck with a big, beautiful cross on the collar. Well, Kelly saw the dog and saw the collar, so she struck up a conversation, began a conversation with this man, and the man told my wife that 
the dog has been wearing the collar I can't remember how many years maybe like nine or eleven years but he had decided that when he was going to go home that he was going to take the collar off the dog and remove the cross because he had decided that on that day he was no longer going to serve Jesus anymore well Kelly asked me to come over also to talk with him we had a very good conversation now it's my wife talking to him I'm talking to him the other man of God is talking to him and we're all trying to talk to him to persuade him don't leave the fold don't leave the flock but he was adamant that he was no longer going to have anything to do with Christianity with the church or with Jesus and as much as we talked with him we probably talked with him for about 40 minutes he was so locked into his decision that he wasn't going to turn back and he was going to go home and take the collar off the dog and remove the cross I said you know that I said that's a very uh, holy dog you have there <laughs> well I mean I think the dog had more sense than he did more spiritual sense such a sweet beautiful dog I said please you know my wife was also trying to persuade him please don't take the holy cross off the dog the dog wants to serve the Lord even if you don't <laughs> so, uh, oh but I know I know he could sense our love for him but he was at a point where only the Lord could speak to him and I believe that he was one of the 100 the 99 were in the fold but he was one that had just bolted and he had just left but the Lord loves those people and we were trying we were trying to tell him you know what you could walk away but you'll see the faithfulness of God he won't walk away from you and he's going to do a lot of things to try to reach out to you just as we are by standing here taking our time although we're tired and we've done a lot of ministry we've done a lot of work we're tired but we love you we want to stay here and talk to you and do the, all we can to try to reach out to you but he he left with his mind made up that he was going to leave the Lord but the Lord's very concerned about people like that but he'll deal with those but I do need to let you know that you do need to appear to show up you need you do need to appear before the Lord without any offense without any gripe without any complaint but come before the Lord say Lord I love you I'm here now Lord I'm ready for my inspection Lord you're the master shepherd now speak to me and let me know anything that you would like to share or say praise God okay so there is an inspection there is an evaluation as you pass beneath his rod what will take place as there is going to be a scrutiny for any blemishes don't be ashamed of this don't flee from this don't pull back from this the inspection and the observance of any blemishes will be because he wants to remove them and if you let them excuse me if you let him he will actually remove them during the inspection period he'll take them totally away I'm not just talking about maybe flaws or sins or sin habits I'm just I'm just saying that these deep-rooted things as you allow the Lord to address them and as he inspects them and unveils them he'll actually completely take it out of you he'll he'll pull it out of your soulish nature and some of these things that have been put in our souls these hooks have been put in there from generations past and maybe you could recognize that the same flaw you have you can actually now that you've gotten older you can see that your father had the same exact flaw that you have where did you get that you got that from him or maybe something from your mother's side and you see the same exact thing passed down you think my goodness the same thing that tripped him up has tripped me up as well but you know what the Lord Jesus 
as the head of the church, as the great shepherd, what he will do with the rod is he'll take that rod and he'll he'll run the hair of the sheep backwards against the grain and sometimes sideways against the grain so that he can look down between the wool and he can actually see the skin. He can actually look into the depths of your heart and he is able to see those things and unveil those things and talk with you about those things and he can bring the healing that is needed. Maybe it, maybe it's just a, a dirty mouth. Maybe there's something in you that uh, you, I'm not saying you do it every day, maybe not even every month, but something hits you and a trigger goes off and just the most profane words come out of your mouth. And after you've done it, you just think, Lord, what is up with this? Where when maybe I, I, get, I get under pressure or stress or have a very weak moment, I just spew out the most awful, hideous things. What is that? That's something that the Lord can heal on the Day of Atonement. That's something that the Lord can completely take away. Not, now, not just forgive you, okay? Because the Day of Atonement is when, under the Old Covenant, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and make that special offering, and then sins would be atoned for. But your sins have been more than just atoned for or covered for. Your sins are, are blotted out. They're completely washed away by Jesus Christ, your high priest. And so we don't have to have any more offerings like that for sins because Jesus is our high priest and he offered his own life. Woo, thank you, Jesus, forever. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is that, yes, he can forgive, but he can do more than that. He can just take that, that hook, that thing out of you. And maybe it, maybe it was something that your parents never overcame. Even maybe they were good Christians, but they never overcame that thing. Because why? Maybe that was something that was put into them from their parents, your grandparents. And, you know, so I'm here today to say it ends with you that through the inspection, the unveiling, Jesus will say, let me take that out of you. Let me remove that from you so that you're healthy and that you're whole. And that's why he's doing the inspection so he can see these things and uncover these things and heal you, heal you in your soul. Praise God. Not just forgive you. That's easy for the Lord to do, to wash the sin away, but to take it out of you so that you are free and it's gone forever from your life. Get ready. That's going to happen. For many of you, there will be complete deliverance in that area. Does it mean you're perfect? No, but it does mean that that thing will not trip you up anymore. That thing will not ambush you or hijack you anymore. The devil may try to pull the same triggers. It may try to put you in the same pressure situation, maybe that where it bolted out of you before, but you'll find it will not be there. He will totally take it out of you. And he'll put, listen to me very carefully, he'll put his own heart into you, the heart of a lamb. Oh, glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Jesus, we give you praise. So this is a scrutiny, a very careful search of the shepherd as he would look for any blemishes and as he would remove them. Hallelujah. He would also inspect not only the skin, but the quality of the wool. It is possible to shear a sheep too close, uh, just, um, too short, and then there's burn marks all over the, you know, the precious animal. He's been hurt because maybe the shepherd was greedy, and he just took too much. But the Lord also wants your wool to be healthy. He wants it to be beautiful. He doesn't want you to be taken advantage of. 
He wants you to be happy. Praise God. So any words that were spoken to you, that frazzled you, that caused even your countenance or your look or your wool to not have the splendor and the beauty that it should have, that all of that stuff be taken away from you so that when people see you, your head is held high, your face is up, and there's no shame on you. Glory to God. The joy of the Lord truly is your strength. Get ready for a day of atonement unlike anything you've ever had before. Praise God. So there's a checking for the skin. There's a checking for the wool and the quality of it. And the shepherd also, he would take his rod and he would just flip the ear of the of the animal back because what would happen is that sometimes when shepherds would uh you know run into other shepherds out on the fields these vast plateaus and uh these vast plains uh you know sometimes they would come amongst friends and they would talk well sometimes a sheep or they're going to they're going to intermingle and things like that so it could be possible that a sheep got into the wrong fold and so as they're passing beneath the shepherd's rod, coming into that little narrow entranceway into the sheepfold, the shepherd would also take his rod and he would just flip the ear back and he could see the marking. He would check the marking to make sure that that is his sheep. If it belongs to somebody else's fold, he would return it. But he also wants to make sure that the mark is there. Praise the Lord. I believe the Lord wants to release blessings to you on the Day of Atonement that He will let you know that you are His and that you are in just His hands. He's got you totally. He's got his eye on you. I'm telling you, he's going to let you know about the mark, the identification that he has placed on you. And just like Abraham, I tell you what, the Lord rebuked kings and national leaders just because they they hampered Abraham or uh, even uh, Abraham. Trust me, he wasn't perfect, but Abraham rebuked kings for the sake of Abraham. Excuse me. The Lord rebuked kings for Abraham's sake because they overstepped their boundary and they did something to Abraham that God didn't like. So the Lord let Abraham know that he absolutely belonged to him. God's jealous. God is very jealous. I believe you'll see the mark of the Lord signified upon your life. Praise God. And you're different. You are the salt and you are the light of the Lord in the earth. And you'll see the Lord's identifications upon your life. Praise God. The day of atonement is the day of a new beginning. This is a time for reflection. Take that day. If you can't take the whole day, if you could take the day off for work, good. It would be very fruitful and productive to do that. If you can't, that's all right. But try to really slow down on this day. Try to really slow down. It is a day of reflection. It is a day of drawing near to the Lord. As I mentioned earlier, it is a day of humbling. Humble your soul. Go before the Lord with humility. It is a day of consecration. Consecration means to set apart as holy. Set that day apart as holy and let the Lord come and talk to you. It is a time to appear in the presence of the Lord and hear what He would say to you. Woo, glory to God. It is a time to receive revelation as you pass beneath the shepherd's rod. Revelation. Revelation of spiritual blessings that God wants to give to you. 
the Lord can do unusual things on this day. He will highlight various themes to you. He'll highlight a theme to you of what the scripture will be for you for the whole year that you're about to step into. He'll give you the scripture theme for the whole year. Oh, by the way, have a notepad and pen ready during the entire 24 days, uh, excuse me, 24 hours of the day of atonement as you're passing beneath the shepherd's rod and the Lord is sharing things with you, have your pen and your notepad ready. Write it down. Okay. Because he's going to give you certain things. He's going to give you a scriptural theme. Often what he'll do is also even give a color theme. He'll give you like the theme color of what he's trying to highlight. Let's say he gives you the color red. I'm not saying that's what he's going to do, but let's say he gives you the color red. The color red denotes the blood of Christ. It also denotes the wisdom of God. So be very, very sensitive to what the color is. He can also give you a number. Maybe the, the, the number, prophetic number that he's going to give you will be like the number eight, which could be a number signifying new beginnings, or maybe it will be the number 11 or the number 1111. Uh, he, he just does these things like this. He'll give you a number that will be a theme number for the coming year. He can also give a, a color, as we just mentioned. Maybe the color red, maybe the color green representing new life and divine healing. So be very, very open to these types of things as you begin to see these things come up in your spirit. Maybe a number, maybe a color, maybe a scripture, and that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You are passing beneath the rod of your shepherd, the high priest of your faith. Praise God. Now, it is a time to appear in his presence and to hear what he would say to you. It is a special time when the Lord speaks to His people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. I want to say that again. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, has always been the day that the Jewish rabbis have taught is the day that Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 37, is referring to. That on that day of Yom Kippur, this is the time also when God's people pass beneath the shepherd's rod. I will make you pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. This is a special time when the Lord speaks to His people. Now, we are people of faith. So what you have to do is you have to release your faith that God is going to speak to you on this special day. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really know if I believe it or not. I, I guess if God wants to, He will. Well, no, don't, don't take that approach. Take the approach that He is going to do it. In other words, release your faith based upon the Scriptures of Leviticus 23, 27, of Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 37. Release your faith that on that day, God is going to speak to you, and when that day is over, when that 24-hour hour period is complete, you're going to have some stuff written down, because God did indeed speak to you. So release your faith. Be a person of faith. The just, the righteous shall live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith. This is God's Word. We take it, we believe it. Now watch, you'll see that the Lord will unveil things to you on that day. He will speak to you. He will speak to you. So what you want to try to do again is slow down. Try to have free time as much as possible so you can get quiet before the Lord, get still before the Lord, pray, 
fast if you're able, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Woo, glory to God. Just wait upon the Lord. And you know, that night after some prayer, maybe you'll go to sleep, maybe you'll have a dream. Maybe while you're praying, you'll go into a vision. Maybe you'll have a spiritual vision with your eyes closed, and the Holy Spirit begins to show you things. Maybe you'll have an open vision. There's no telling what might happen. Maybe you begin to get those impressions by the Holy Spirit, and God begins to begin give you very strong impressions, maybe of a scripture. And you go to that scripture, and you write it down, and you realize that is something that the Holy Spirit is highlighting to you during this moment, and this is something that's setting you up for the entire year that you're stepping into. It's only one day. It's only one day, 24 hour period. So just push yourself to really give the Lord your fullest attention. And you'll find out that whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're a boy or a girl, that if you have a heart for the Lord and you'll seek him and cry out to him on this day, believing that he'll speak to you, you'll find out that what the Jewish rabbis have taught for years and years for hundreds and for several thousand years that is true God does speak to his people on this day that this is a day that when we pass beneath the shepherd's rod and he inspects he inspects now just relax now remember he's not going to hit you over the head with the rod that's not the purpose of the rod the rod is for the enemies the rod is for you know like the animal that would try to attack and hurt the sheep the rod is not to hurt you okay um, the Lord is your shepherd He's there to protect you. The rod and the staff, that's, for, that's what he uses to protect you. So the shepherd is good to you. He's just going to take the rod. He's going to just do an inspection. So let him inspect you. Woo! From the top down, let him inspect you. Spirit, soul, and body. Now, the Holy Spirit really impressed upon my heart to let, to let some of you know that there will be those that will be healed physically during this day that as you seek the Lord and you open your heart to the Lord with no reservation and you let the Lord do his inspection there will be those of you that when you sense that anointing receive your healing and you're going to find that the Lord will heal you okay now at the conclusion of the day of atonement which is the following day 24 hours later at the sunset of the next day okay which would be on Wednesday that means that the day of atonement is over. You now have fully gone into the new year. That is now the time for celebration and for uh, the enjoyment of food and merriment and the, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay, I would I w- would encourage you conclude that time by taking communion. Praise the Lord. Take communion and celebrate the fact that the Lord has spoken to you. That revelation has flowed. That you have gone underneath the shepherd's rod and you're, that you're now good to go for the coming year. Woo, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, many of you are going to have supernatural encounters in this experience. I'm very excited to hear your testimonies. And I, I would like for you just to let me know that you heard from the Lord. And just send me an email at contact at stephenbrooks.org. I won't have time to, of course, answer uh, those emails because I know there'll be many. Plus, I'll also be traveling. But I would like to, I would just like to see them. And I, I will tell you this that if you'll email it to me at contact at stephenbrooks.org, uh, as I said, I won't have time to answer them all, but I will say this I'll read every single one that comes in. I'll, I'll just make the time to do it. I'll find the time to do it. I would like to hear your testimony. Praise God. Are you ready? Are you ready? It starts 
on Tuesday, October the 8th at sundown, 24 hours, the Day of Atonement, the Day of Yom Kippur, the day when we pass under the shepherd's rod for inspection. Get ready. Get ready. Revelation is going to flow. God's going to share things with you. God's going to talk to you. God's also going to help you on some things. He's going to bring some correction in some things. He's going to deliver his people in some areas where there needs to be deliverance. Praise the Lord. And look, uh, the Lord's skilled with this. He had many people coming, many of his own people coming back to, uh, to Israel and Jerusalem who had left the foreign nations and left the false idols and left all the baloney. And they're coming back saying, Lord, I'm back. Now, Lord, inspect me. I want to be right with you. Clean me up. So the Lord's not, he's not afraid of seeing yucky stuff. He's not af- afraid of cleaning up dirty sheep. It's not a problem for the Lord. Don't let that hold you back. His grace, his mercy is more than enough. His shed blood is more than enough to wash away any sin. So come before the Lord with boldness and with confidence, knowing that He has the grace to forgive. He has the blood to wash clean and uh, let Him do His work. You want everything to be right between you and the Lord. You want your conscience to be always right between you and the Lord and you and your fellow man. Praise God. This is a very, very special time. Praise God. Heavenly Father, bless your people. Let their hearts get ready to keep the Day of Atonement. We thank you, Father God, that they're going to pass under the shepherd's rod. For some, there will be those that this will be the first time they've ever done this. So I thank you, Father, this is going to be a time of divine encounters. Now, we thank you that your people make room for you so that they give you time to spend with you so that you might come and visit them and make the inspection. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. This is going to be good. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Some of you, um, I just need to let you know it's okay, uh, but you're going to have surgery done on you, okay? I'm not talking like physical surgery. That's, that's different. That's a real hospital. But you are going to have surgery done on you. There's going to be some things taken out. There's going to be some things healed. There's going to be some things put back together. There's going to be some other things that will be taken out. They'll be thrown completely away. They're not supposed to be uh, made whole. They're supposed to be taken out and thrown away. But that's okay. Let the Lord do His work. Just lay there. If you can, I would even encourage you to lay out. Okay, if you can just lay out and the Lord starts working, just let him do his thing. Just let him let him do his thing. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's going to be good. So Father, bless your people in Jesus name. Amen. Now let's take holy communion and you have you have just a couple days to get ready. So get your heart ready. It's a very very special time. If you can plan that day out, and if you're able, like I said, take that day off from work. If you can, if you can't, that's okay. But if you can't, take the day off from work and just spend the whole day seeking God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You'll be off Tuesday night and try to get Wednesday off all day. You'd have all day Tuesday night, all day Wednesday to seek the Lord. That would be really, really good to do that. And don't think the Lord doesn't see that. He sees that. He sees that hunger. He sees that approach. He's going to come. He's going to do the inspection. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. We thank you for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it, and we thank you. This is holy now. This is the, the body and the blood of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we receive the body of, of Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the feast, these special days that are set for eternity. Father God, we celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, our high priest. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. We thank you, Father God. We're ready.
We're ready. We're getting ready for that inspection of passing beneath the shepherd's rod. We receive that word now in Jesus' name. Let's partake. Praise the Lord. There's a small segment listening to me right now. You're afraid of what the Lord will see. You probably already know this, but I just need to let you know this. He already knows it's there. Okay. He already sees it. He already knows. Let him deal with it. Let him help you. <laughs> like I said, he already knows anyhow. Right. So let him heal. Let him deliver. Let him bless. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Oh, God, as you said in your word, where sin abounds, grace much greater abounds. You've got more grace than there could ever be sin. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. And we receive that grace by faith, and we thank you for it. And we thank you, Father. Let this be something that your people look forward to. No fear, no trembling, but looking forward to hearing all that you would share and say. Now, Father, we give you praise. We receive the blood of Jesus now. Thank you. We thank you for forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Just lift up your hands and say, Lord Jesus, I look forward to meeting you as my shepherd and having my inspection on the day of atonement. Say, Jesus. I'll meet you there on that special day. Praise God. Watch. He'll show up. I look forward to hearing your testimonies. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.